Just getting started again. I woke up and did some editing for a couple of hours on some stuff that um, the world hasn't heard yet. So, you know, get trapped in like this zone of perfectionism and trying to trying to mix and master and make things like perfect. It's been interesting mm-hmm. to say that. That's what's up, man. Um, I definitely know how it goes uh, as a writer, my my damn self. Uh, it can be a little bit stressful, man. It can, you know, but it's a little bit. But I mean, it's definitely worth it in the end. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, first of all, I want to say, man, um, congrats on your EP. Oh, thank uh, you. Congratulations on that. Uh, I don't think that that should go unnoticed, or, you know, or be rushed under the rug by anybody. So, I want to be. <laughs> I want to say that first before we pick each other's brains or anything like that like just congrats man um especially being a an african-american author i feel like there should be more of us i feel like there's not enough so um so it's good to meet another fellow you know another fellow writer author artist i love bumping into those kind of people so yeah i just kind of wanted to say that before we pick each other's brains or anything like that. Yeah, of course. Of course. Bring my brain chills, you know. I don't want to talk about them at all. Let's talk about my kids. It's like a proud, proud parent moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, like having a baby, <laughs> like having a baby. So I totally yeah. get it. Um, what is the title of your uh, of your EP? Is it is it called Glue? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. The second one, the one that just came out, is called Glue. G L U E. What kind of uh, is it? Like spoken word? Is it like gospel? Yeah. Like what kind of? Yeah, it's spoken word. Um, just like just looking up. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah. Get the out there. But um, no, it's spoken word, just like um, Carpet Square was, and um, I played all the musical accompaniments the same way as last time. And, um, um. Just if it was his spoken word of gospel or anything, yeah, it's not, it's not gospel, um, not, not in the slightest. Um, I don't, I, I might have a couple of references to like God or a higher power, but I try to like steer clear of anything that's too solid of a reference, uh to any like religious or biblical context um, or even like mythological I'll, I'll keep like names and ideas out of stuff because I want people to be able to feel like they can consume what's going on without having a whole bunch of prerequisite knowledge 
Mm-hmm. I feel that. So, like, I've got something in there where I was like, ordinarily, um, the pixel fairy tales, tales, um, or something to that effect. But there's no, there's no pixel fairy that exists. You know, we've got like, yeah. pixel fairies and things of that nature. Um, there might be some pixel fairies um, in in. Uh, what is that? The Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. But um, that was like a movie special, and it just came to mind right now when I'm talking about it. So it wasn't on my mind when I was writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a dope... Uh, I think that's a dope concept, man. I really do. You know, and... Uh, honestly, it feels good to... Uh, here's somebody who's changing or taking a different approach to uh, spoken word or, or, or poetry or something mm-hmm. of that nature. I think it's refreshing. I really do. I, I think that um, there's some poetry books out, but I haven't heard of many. Mm-hmm. So I'm super lit and super excited to be connected with a poet now. I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, um yeah, so I mean, I think it's a I great feeling. I really do. To other authors in general and other creatives because I've been out here drifting all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard for you go a long time without talking to somebody else that's like as crazy as you are. Because you got to be kind of crazy to, to be a, an author, I think. To yeah, like, listen. You, to play yeah, with you definitely got to have a, an imagination. And not get tired of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Finally, somebody's speaking my damn language, man. I swear to God. Yes, finally. <laughs> Shit. Finally, yo. Um, my bad, y'all. I didn't mean to get that excited, but I love all of them. I get it, because that's how I am. Yeah, man. But, but you know what, though? I think it's... I think it's only a lonely road if you don't really have anybody else to kind of um, not share the bur- not share the burden because it's not a burden, but to uh, share the the you know the process with and share the journey with. I think that's when it becomes like a lonely road, you know, nah. because yeah. uh, that creativity should that should hit you at all times of the, of the day. Like it, it, you can't. Um, or at least with me, I can't speak for nobody else, but I find with me that um, I tried to stick to a schedule, you know, as far as being creative and like, you know, I'm only going to write at 4 p.m. I'm only going to write at 7 a.m. And that shit. You just, just lie to yourself finish. for what? Right. Why do you lie to yourself That's- like that? We don't even have <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are, chances I know are, that's why I don't do it. Like, that's why I don't do it like, like that. And like, there's something about like that 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 rush. Like you're getting something done, and you know you're going towards the deadline. But at the same time, you're not actually yeah. rushing because you know that you've done it. You've already finished it in your head. It shit doesn't exist on paper yet. So it's that just part. a matter of like racing the clock to see if you can produce it all before. I don't know why it is that we do this, but we do. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible trait that I've noticed is is is, is uh, what's the word common amongst all pretty much all creative people. Yeah, yeah, we try to uh, box ourselves in like this in like this uh, in like this time limit. Like we actually yeah. have one when we really don't. We really don't have one. Um, and that's and it's funny. That's actually uh, when I put when I put out my best work. You know, is when it I'm is. not uh, worried about you know putting it out in six months, or putting it out in a year. Like when I just let what comes natural just kind of come out, and I'm not rushing. I'm not in competition with nobody. I'm just in my lane. Um, that's when I put my best work out. You feel me? So I yeah. I got rid of the whole thing of uh, putting a time limit or like working within a certain amount of time. I got rid of that shit a long time ago. And it's been it's been more fun since I did that. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not, I'm not tied down to my timing. Like I'm really not, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, listen, always- you're talking to the right one because I get that. I totally get that. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. I found like when I try to do something and spread it out over yeah. months, um, it won't maintain like feelings. You know what I mean? Like you ever mm. start writing something and then like if you get like like part way through and then if you leave it alone for too long, you kind of get like disconnected to it or from it. And you gotta like spend some time, like trying to like rebuild that feeling that you were having when you were writing. Uh, well, well no, that doesn't really happen with me. Uh. But what happens? What happens, man? Um, I have another one for you. What happens is uh, sometimes uh, within that time frame, you know, if I can't, really can't think of anything to write, another idea will come up, and I'll just fight with the universe about it. Like, bro, I didn't even finish my first one. Um, but that's what happens with me sometimes, you know, I'll take a break and then I'll end up coming up with another book idea that's totally different from what I had in originally intended to write about, you know what I mean? And that, okay. and that's kind of what puts me back in the space of like, all right, like this one's already 20 pages in. So let me get back to what I was doing and let me devote the oh, time to right, finish right. this one and then go back and then go back to uh the new idea that i came out with so that's that's one of my common themes you know and i've i have documents from all of my other books but right now i'm just i'm working on uh you know one at a time you know i i'm, I'm not trying to overdo it right now you feel me so i've, I've kind of found my little space uh that i operate in and Doing it one at a time usually works. I mean, for me, it usually works, you know? So the book that I'm working on right now is almost done, but I've already got a document for my next book. I've already got one. So, um, yeah, so that's just like a little bit in the mindset of how I write my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what genre do you that's want to do? Oh, your huh? preferred genre. I said, what's your preferred genre? Um, well, honestly, to be honest with you, man, I started off doing like, uh, motivational stuff. You know, I like nonfiction. 
very much like nonfiction. So that is where I started. But I do want to branch off and write other types of, of, of books uh, and things like that. I do want to branch off and write like a love story or um, maybe like an action story or something like that. But motivation is definitely at the top of my list of things that I like to write about because that was that was my personal start. So uh, I kind of feel like, you know, even if I branch off and do other stuff, like inspiration is always going to be there. You feel me? Like inspiration is always going to be there because that was my personal start. But that's one of my personal favorites. Okay. 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 Yeah. See, I like motivation when it's done right. I feel like I've watched a lot of backhand uh, motivated motivational stuff come out and exist over the years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah. Like you're familiar with like the veil that that people have pulled over the eyes of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so familiar with it. Like. Like I've just watched that veil get thicker and thicker, or heavier and heavier, um, and I didn't even always know that there was a name for it until like six months ago. You know, I just thought mm. it was some phenomenon that was happening around me. I was like, "Yo, why am I the only person that can see this?" <laughs> I started doing some research, and I was like, "Oh." I'm not supposed to be a person that sees this. I get it now. (laughs) 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 Nah, man, but listen, I, uh, I totally get that. You know what I mean? Because that, that's really what got me into studying, uh, studying people, you know, and how they start off at a certain point and then they decide for themselves that, you know, they want to expose themselves to something different and how I never understood how people get upset with that. Like I, I never, I was never able to wrap my head around, um, not just wanting to, you know, better yourself, uh, spiritually and emotionally, uh, yeah. but also financially, you know, and I, I never understood why, um, especially people that, 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 that didn't really play a part in it, that didn't really help. Um, that weren't contributing factors to your, you know, success and whatever you have going on, but yet they feel like they're kind of entitled. Like they feel like they're kind of um, entitled to some portion of your success. And I never understood that, you know, I never got that. So I've always been one to tell people to shut up. Like when I feel like they're something like that, I've always been one to tell people to shut up. Like. Especially they didn't play no part, like I said, you know, but um, but I do think that's part of that looking behind, you know, like you said, looking behind the veil, looking behind um, the smokescreen that they put up for a lot of us Afri- African-American folks, you know, mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be just, just comfortable with what you have and that's it. Right. Okay, yeah. but you're telling me that, but yet I'm watching, I'm watching people become you know, multimillionaires, billionaires, whatever they want to do. I'm watching that too. So 
Right. I can either listen listen to the person that's telling me not to do that, who hasn't done it, or <laughs> I could find a person who's doing it. Like I could find a person that's worth, you know, ten million, whatever, whatever amount that they worth, and watch what they're doing and see what they're doing. I I think I'm gonna choose the latter because this this shit ain't working. So I'm I'm gonna choose the latter. I'm gonna choose so the person that's in the position that I want to be in. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of, um, like you said, you know, unwrapping the veil, looking behind the veil. So I told, listen, I totally get it. I'm speaking to the right one about that because I, I preach that my my damn self, um, encouraging more people to think uh, on a bigger level. You know what I mean? So I I totally am in support of that. Um, yeah. Just helping yeah, other people think bigger and think. Just think bigger, you know. What I mean? so, yeah, I'm t- I'm totally there for it, man, for sure. That's the goal: help people think bigger. And then, um, at the same time, like, be so smooth with that. I don't take credit for like mm. whatever revelations that they have, you know, because it's just yeah. that people are supposed to be able to come to on their own or at some point in general. Yeah. And it's really not like it's my fault or, you know, you were dependent on me. I was just someone that didn't let you, like, lie to yourself. <laughs> right. This is normally how I do Wait, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Hey, what's a no, no good? What's a no, no good? A South Poet? I can't see it. Did I say the South Poet? I can't see it right now because I'm leaving a message. And what's going on, Super Marshmallow Man? Put your no no good. So what are we talking about? We talking about it? I guess is this a book battle? This is a book versus? Is that what we doing? We having book battles? Okay, okay, okay. Hickory diggory doc. Okay, y'all doing that? Okay, that's what's up. I like that. The educational way to fight. I like that. A very educational way to fight. I like that book. Battles. I like that the authors are going against each other. Okay, they know what I'm doing today. I'm just going to get back in the court. Because I was just scheming through the streets. Just screaming, screaming through the streets. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit back in this. And I'm going to see what you talk about. Okay. 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 Don't push me. What's up, Reddy? What's going on? Already. Um... Nah, this ain't no battle. This, this ain't a battle. battle. It's not a book versus. Uh, uh, I think the nah. word collide was misunderstood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like a, yeah. Uh, I think it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for, see? See, I knew it was connected for some kind of reason. Thank you for breaking that shit down. Because, no, I don't mean collide as in, you know, it's me versus him. What I mean is, because I, I want, I, I love, um, connecting with other authors and seeing how they uh what their writing process is and how it you know complements my own or if it's different from mine like so that's what i meant by collide so it don't have nothing to do with i'm with you see versus, collide was like, like the beginning of like collective or uh uh can uh what is it what's another one cold whatever collective is the word that i that came to my mind when i saw the beginning of collide and then lied looks like light which the the t is a d 
in my poet brain. Right. <laughs> so collective, like. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I read it as. So I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, you read between the lines. See? I like that shit. I like that already. Well, you read between they the don't lines. exist. <laughs> I exist above the mark and the paper is a different plane. I am God when I'm writing. <laughs> that part, man. I wish that you part, yo. Tell me I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Got this top-down view on an entire world and just like, you know what? I want you to be gone in 20 pages. And it's going to be because <laughs> of this thing that you do right here, but no one's going to really see you coming. But the person that does, they're going to be shook. They're going to be like, oh, my God, they're dying. Oh, my God, they're dying. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to die. <laughs> that, is, that is a great feeling, though, man. I got to say, that is a great feeling. Um, so what got you into, uh, like, the whole spoken word thing? Was it something that you always wanted to do? Or, like, did you kind of stumble? Like, what got you into it? So it's like this uh, interesting conglomerate of all of like my creative experiences growing up, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I started writing poetry in like fifth grade, I think, which was like my first year in school. I was homeschooled before that, uh, and around the time I was low key an angry child. I listened to a lot of Eminem. Um, yeah, so that was like one of my introductions into like advanced and intricate wordplay uh, at a young age right and so mm-hmm. I started writing poetry um, and it wasn't ever anything that I was comfortable sharing because it was for like my emotional processing and being able to determine what the heck it was that I just like witnessed um, or experienced so it's very private about it um yeah but i don't know for whatever reason i started showing like a couple of people here and there and you know people always like my work um yeah and i got asked if i would like want to do some stuff but i i think i have this like weird maybe i think i had some type of stage fright when i was younger like i was afraid to go and compete in, in poetry competitions um, yeah i don't know why but for whatever reason that was the case and then so here recently uh in like like august october i actually wrote an anthology and it's uh 11 poems that i have put together and that's the original carpet square <clears throat> um, mm. and uh, i looked at it and i was like do i want to st- do I want to depend on book sales the rest of my life? Do I want to try to get people to buy books and people aren't even reading books like that anymore? Mm. No, I don't. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> how, do I, how can I go about this? I showed I, I, I show it to my parents and a couple of other people. And um, I got a couple of... Um, like requests or questions about whether or not I had thought about making it an audio book because uh, because I have like a nice voice and I was like no if you read these things like they'll be that'll be fire and I was like okay well, I'll see what I can do um, 
Yeah. But then, like, I had the idea to go ahead and combine them. You know, I opened up GarageBand in my MacBook, uh, bought a compressor microphone, and used uh, my roommate's beat machine to play music into my, my tracks and stuff. I just downloaded, like, an actual, like, professional um, music system, like, two days ago. Hey, that's lit, man. That's what's up, man. Um, that's how I got there. That's definitely different. That's definitely different. Uh, uh, that sounds a lot like my own story, man. Because I tell me yours. Yeah, that sounds a lot like my own story. I didn't always want to. In fact, I didn't always know what the hell I wanted to do anyway. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did jump around a whole lot. Uh, I jumped around, you know, from kind of dipping and dabbling in different stuff that I wanted to do. Uh, so I, so it's funny that you mentioned music because that was one of my original uh, paths that I wanted to go down. I wanted to go down the path of, of music. And um, I had wanted to make beats. I wanted to be a beat producer. So I went through the whole process of, um, you know, finding a music school. I signed up for a couple of uh, like DJ classes because um, oh, wow. I really wanted I really was intrigued on how um, you know hip hop and R&B go together or how rap and, and rock go together like I was super intrigued by uh, the blending of you know different musical cultures like I, I thought it was super lit super dope so I mm-hmm. at one point I wanted to go down that route and make beats okay um, but then at the time, I didn't have I didn't have the funds to do that. I didn't have the funds to actually go forth with that. So I ended up uh, trying something else. I tried for psychology, and that didn't work. That didn't work because I saw that you had to go to school for ten years, and I was like, "Well, I got patience, but I don't have that much damn patience." Just I just a lot don't. Of patience. So, so I scratched that off my list. Um, and then I later on down the road, I got into blogging and I would just observe stuff. I would just observe things that I didn't like or things that, you know, that I was really passionate about writing about. And um, I would just make blogs on them, you know, and one of my blogs was about the uh, the Zodiac because I used to be a heavy uh, Zodiac buff. Like I used to love uh reading about, you know, the signs and the moon signs and that type of thing. Um, I've kind of stepped away from it, but you can I used to be heavy it. into that. And, and um, <laughs> I ended up writing a blog about about Capricorns, since that's me. I'm very much a cat. And um, I ended up writing a blog about that. And it did, like, the best out of uh, all of my blogs. Like, a couple of them had a hundred views, you know, fifty views, or something like that. But uh, that one had like twenty five hundred, had like twenty five, twenty six hundred. And I took that and I was like, "All right, I might be on to something." Um, I didn't write the, I didn't write a book right after that. I did a couple of more. I did like thirty blogs, like thirty or forty blogs in total. And then I was like, "All right." All right, I'm 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 on to something. 
So then that's when I made uh, the decision to graduate from blogging into book writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't make a big deal of it because I had already known what I wanted to do. And I felt like having too many people involved would kind of, it would cloud my judgment on what I want to do. So I told like one or two people, but I didn't, I didn't make a big announcement about it. I would just work on it a little bit every day. Uh, it took about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it took like a year, year and a half, maybe two. Uh, and then once I was close to releasing it, uh, that's when I made the announcement, you know, that I was writing a book or whatever the case. And, um, that was, yeah, that was like the beginning of my creative like process. And I, lo- I loved considering it as a form of, uh, as a form of ownership, you know, because it is, and that, that's really how I started to view it. I, I've really started to get into, uh, the business side of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was studying like, you know, the Steve Harvey's and, um, and those type of guys at the time. And I was like, yo, I want that type of life eventually. Like that resonates with me. Um, so that was another nugget that pushed me in the direction of writing books and that type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's very similar to your story for sure, man, because I didn't always know where the shit was going to go. I didn't know. Right. I mean, I was down for it. I was down for the ride when I got, you know, the internal message, but yeah, it's been a crazy ride since, man. And, and it's opened up a lot of, um, it's opened up a lot of doors, man. I'll, I'll definitely say that, you know, saying that you've done spoken word or you've written a book or something like that. Like it definitely opens up some doors for you. So mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, I found myself wanting to, um, like be uh, in like TV mm-hmm. shows and movies with just my voice because I'm not big on that you know um, <laughs> no I really it's not just my but uh, uh, I know that I could write stuff that would like perfectly go with like certain points that I've seen on TV and stuff and I'm mm. just I could I could do that. and I was trying to figure out how to go about it and I was like Nobody's gonna like really take the time to stop and listen to anything that I have to say if I don't have anything to show them. Right. So uh, between that and then all the support that I was getting when I came in here on stereo and started sharing my poetry, um, I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go ahead and do this. I gotta go ahead and do this. Yeah, um, that's it's funny you say that, man, because that's actually how I how I also uh, approached uh, stereo because um, I do I have a podcast as well to outside of stereo to go with okay. my books and things like that because I, I fell in love with just being expressive you know I, I fell in love with just being expressive and that's really how I looked at uh, my podcast I, I, I looked at it as an extension of an extension of me and just an extension of um, my books, you know, because my books allow me to tell my truth unapologetically so and not feel bad about it. And uninterrupted. Right. 
Exactly. And uninterrupted as well. So, you know, I took that experience that I had with books because I loved it so much. And I added podcasting now to the things that I do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely um, therapeutic. There you go. It's definitely therapeutic, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely... And I've been expressing a lot of gratitude, you know, as far as just people that I connect with. And and even if, you know, they write something different from what I'm writing or whatever they do, like, I'm just grateful for to be around uh, creative people. You know what I'm saying? Especially, uh, especially in these times with the, you know, with the COVID and all of this stuff, like, I'm definitely grateful for just creative people, like, period. So... Anybody that matches that energy with me is like more than welcome. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's 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 definitely where I'm at with it right now, like for sure. So I feel you. I do. I feel you one thousand percent. Oh shit! Oh shit! I know what's going on. I know what's going on. Hold on, Super Marshmallow Man. Hold on. I know who this is. Is this Michael Clark Duncan? Trust me, I know it's you. I know it's you. Yo, Marshmallow Man, you heard his voice. You heard his voice. Only three people talk like that. Michael, Clark, and Duncan. That's it. That's Michael, Clark, Duncan. I know who the hell that is. What's going on? Salute, man. Salute, salute, salute. Love you in the green mouth, brother. Love you in the green mouth. Much respect. Much respect. All right, man. Keep doing your thing. I didn't know you was an author. I ain't, I ain't think you were still alive, but go ahead, man. Keep doing your thing. Now I see he's on the stereo streets. Keep going, okay? Okay. I'm in there. I'm in the building. Don't push me. Good on. Go to the edge. <laughs> this man. Yeah, I can't with Michael. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> So I know you said that um, that you don't plan on um, obviously writing books forever. Uh, do you have other plans? Like, what no, you plan I, I do kind of plan writing books forever. It's just a matter of how it is that I go about my, my book sales and trying to get people to buy physical books and read them, or if it's, it's just getting people to sit down long enough to listen to my poetry. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, every 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 time I, I write a book, pretty much I record it and publish it at this point, um, because that's that's just my, my publication uh, process. I don't want to have to depend on a, a publication company of any sort or worry about trying to get signed as an artist. There's a moment where I was thinking about rapping, but I was like, ah, yeah, no, I'm not a rapper. I'm a poet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, man. Rap, look, rap is poetry, man. So oh, it is. it's got some bars. It's just a different type of uh, delivery that um, I don't, like. I, I love the way people do it, but I just I don't produce it very well. Mm. Yeah, at least not in the manner that like is popular today. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, who uh, 
because I feel like we all have some kind of inspiration, you know, behind like why we take the initial step. So is there anybody that that really pushed you to do that? Or was it like purely like self like motivation? Um, which step? Um, just making the initial decision to, uh, you know, to become a poet. To become a poet? Yeah. Like, what? Like, was there like some kind of inspiration or something like that, or you just kind of went off of what people said about oh. your stuff? I feel like everybody's a poet, <clears throat> and um, True. it's just a matter of like how does it you hone your craft. Um, with for me, um, I wrote a poem one day, like my first poem that I wrote in fifth grade. It's, it was called Aliens. Um, I have no idea what else what it said outside of um, aliens. That's who we are. My mind's not so complex. They don't know who we are. Um, yeah. But my mom loved this. And uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. From there on, like, I, I was a poet pretty much. Like, I wrote poetry all the time. I found it was a good way for me to be able to make sense of what was happening. Uh, I got a lot of different influence from like hip hop artists as far as um, like different like tidbits of ideas that come to my mind. So like I was listening to um, I was listening to this Jid concert yesterday. Uh, yeah. The day before. And um, there was like this unreleased song that he was doing and he opens it up saying that um, confidence is food to a wise man and liquor to a fool and then he keeps going Ooh. right crazy good right and so yeah um, i've been like having struggles with confidence here lately so i thought that was really cool that that, that, that was there um and then um i, I studied numerology right me um, too my life path number is 22 and so the tarot symbolism mm -hmm. for that is the fool. So I make jokes off of that all the time. Um, and I started writing something, and uh, I think the the first line is like, "I keep my liquor confidential." That's where it's jig. And then I kept going. Mm. After but nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about if they haven't seen that YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely. Um... I too study uh, life path numbers, and it's okay. funny because that's actually uh, what I studied before I even got involved in you know books and podcasting and all this stuff. Um, I did study that because I wanted to make sure that I knew as much about myself as possible, so that I wasn't um, I wasn't jaded by what would happen on the journey. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. um, so I I did find that. Um, I am a nine. I'm a nine myself. And so I definitely, uh, I have found that I definitely, uh, nines are known for, you know, inspiring people. And that has definitely been a common word, um, throughout my journey. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't look at it that way initially, you know, because I, I, as I went, I started to put the two and two together, you know, and realize that nines, people with nine are, are, um, 
known for doing that. You feel me? So um, that's when I really started to pay more attention to uh, the importance of, you know, life path numbers and like knowing as much about yourself as possible. Um, and that's actually become one of the messages that I not not preach because I'm not a preacher, but that I encourage other people to do, you know, for those that are interested in doing it. Um, is to just find out as much about yourself as you can. You know what I mean? And um, once you do find that information, the beautiful thing about it is that uh, it can't be taken from you. It can't, it, you can apply to other places, but it, it can't really be taken from you. Like somebody can't come along and say, yo, that's not true about you. Like you shouldn't be doing that. You know, like I feel like if you, if that's your truth, then speak it. And by all means, speak it. If it resonates with you and it don't resonate with somebody else, that's fine. Right. That's fine, but I don't think that you should change your truth just because somebody else's truth is different. Like that's not. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that message. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it, that that numerology stuff is definitely real. That that shit is real. I I believe in it, one hundred percent. It is very real. Oh. I need to um, get into Chaldean numerology because right now I know about his Pythagorean. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. so you, which uh, numerology system are you like most familiar with, or have you studied multiple ones? Um, I am familiar with uh, well, right now the one that I've really been studying is uh. Star, you know, because I'm in, like I told you, I'm into signs and, uh, you know, sun, uh, sun signs, moon signs, ascendants, you know, where your planets are, oh, you uh, said, your life path number. You said CoStar? Um, yeah, it's an app. It's an okay. app called CoStar. Yeah, I got that. I was making and, sure. Uh, um, it's an app called CoStar and, you know, and I had always thought, and this was mind blowing to me, but. I had always thought that that I was uh, that my ascendant was uh, was Sagittarius. That's what I had always thought because I love my freedom. I very much do. I, I love to be free, you know. And and um, I used to wonder why uh, jobs and things like that just did not work out. You know, I've worked a couple of jobs here and there, but for whatever reason, it just didn't work. You know, and I and I really uh, questioned myself about that. And, you know, and so a couple of weeks ago, um, somebody else on here that was using CoStar told me about it. They told me about about CoStar, and as I was going through my planets, uh, it made sense on why I like to be free. I, I like to uh, work at my own pace. I'm not one to be rushed. Um, I've done the whole rushing thing before and um, when I'm trying to keep up with somebody else I fumble a lot because their 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 speed is not my speed so um, so I learned that from just from studying um, you know the planets and like the numbers and and things like that and that's actually speaking of numbers man uh, I pay attention more to like 11 11 111 222. Uh, 555 like mm-hmm. 444 I pay attention to those as well not just my life path number 
And, and uh, you know, I said all of that to say, man, uh, that's how I got into the planet side of it. Uh, but as far as, as far as numbers, um, I really haven't found a particular one that I like stick with and study. Uh, some of them have kind of come along and it's usually like numerology.com or something like that. It really hasn't been, um, like one that I've found, like, all right, like this is the one that I'm going to study. So I guess I could say that I'm open to, uh, multiple ones, you know, and, um, if you have, if you have any recommendations, I'm down for them. I'm definitely mm-hmm. down for them in that department. So, uh, but yeah, I really haven't found like one to like really stick with. So it's multiple. So like, you know, it gets a, a lot deeper than, um, just your life path number. Like they take like all the letters of your name and then they'll, they'll uh, separate the concept and the vowels. They'll add up the vowels to get your phone number. Your con- your consonants to get your um, outer your outer personality or like a number, and, and yeah, uh, they'll add those two numbers together, get a uh, a path of destiny number. <clears throat> mm. So like you'll maintain uh, like whatever double digit number you get that's within uh, the range of zero to. 78 to be able to cross-reference like arrow cards uh yeah also connected to uh astrology so it's just it gets deeper and deeper so that's pythagorean numerology um Mm -hmm. and uh chaldean i think that's how it's pronounced chaldean numerology which i came across first in a deity linkage book that i was reading when I was uh, getting deep into like my studies on mythologies and yeah. figure out um, which uh, energies I, I had. You know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out like yeah. what I was here on earth. I was, trying to find, I was trying to find my purpose. It was rough. A lot of numbers. Yeah, that, that, listen, that purpose journey is no joke. Um, and I find that once you to really tap into uh what your higher calling is mm-hmm. um people do start to fade away when you figure it out um i did find that um, really yeah you know people that that aren't uh on the same purpose on as yourself mm-hmm. they do tend to fade away you know and i and i found that and i'm still not used to that because i i do want um, you know, anybody that, that really accompanies me on this journey that we're on. Um, most times I do want them to come with me from the time that they meet me until the time where I get wherever I'm going. You know what I mean? And um, that has been my biggest learning lesson is that everybody can't go with you from, right. uh, you know, from family members to uh, friends that you might have grown up with, that you know for years, that uh, due to life, they just don't, they're just not in your, in your life like that anymore. You know what I mean? So that's been my personal lesson of like, everybody that you meet can't go with you. Like that, that's been, um, I've learned my lesson, but I'm still learning it because I, I still, 
find myself thinking about people that were that were with me when I made the initial decision to uh, to get into writing books, when I made the initial choice to do that. And now because I'm I'm uh, I'm cemented in it, you know, I've got a couple of books out now under my name. Um, those same people that were with me when I first started are just not here. You know, it's not it's not that we had a fight or nothing. It's not um, no bad intentions or nothing like that. But but they're just not here. You know what I mean? And, and I've had to uh, I just had to accept that, you know, I think about them, of course, you know, because like I said, we didn't have no uh, no bad blood, no no argument, no nothing like that. It wasn't nothing like that at all. But um but it, I, it's just part of life, you know what I mean? And that's been the lesson that I just have to wholeheartedly like accept. Um, mm-hmm. I've accepted it, but I'm still, I still find myself thinking about the people that was with me when I started that are just not here now, you know? So um, yeah, that's definitely been a major lesson for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. I know for sure. A little too well. Uh, I've had plenty of like phases where I've outgrown people, and people have outgrown me. We just moved in different directions. <clears throat> yeah, and it's never well, not never, but a lot of the situations are not like hard feelings. It's just respect for the different crafts. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially being a, uh, I think it messes with you a little bit more when you're naturally a loyal person. Mm -hmm. So you always want, not everybody, but the majority of people that you meet um, to come with you, you know, wherever you're going, you know, like, even if it's just through social media. um, But then as you go on, you start to see like, all right. You know, this person is, is on a path different from mine, so it's best that we just love each other from a damn distance. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, I totally get that. It doesn't get any easier, but I, I do get it. Like, I definitely get it. Gotten into the zone. You made me think about my writing. <laughs> I started working on my next project. Do you know what it's going to be about? Um, I've got a couple of ideas. I'm trying to pick which one I'm going to do next, but I'm writing. I'm writing two right now. Called Dream Quest Phase Zero and Dark Tides. Mm. Yeah, so trying to see what's gonna happen with these and letting them, letting them develop actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of uh, book. I've got a couple of more books under my belt as well. Okay. Um. Uh. The right now I'm working on one about. Um entrepreneurs and superheroes and how they relate and how they're related 
that's one that I'm working on right now. Uh, and then another one. Yeah, and how they're related. Um, and then another one that I'm that I'm going to be working on is uh it's gonna be a part two to my last book that I wrote. Um, my previous one. Um, it's gonna be like a part two. It's it's gonna be called uh when the castle crumbles. Um, because the last one that I wrote was about. Uh, helping people, you know, develop that king queen type mindset, and I spoke about um, how black excellence has become really important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've spoken about uh, just certain experiences that I've had within my life already. You know, uh, my mother being able to watch me speak on a podium or write my first book. Period. You know, and just. Um, it was about my ascension you know it was about ascending and like figuring out your power Um, that's what my last book was about but I want to also talk about kind of like kind of like kind of like the dark side of it you know so uh, like having depression um alcoholism like drug abuse uh i do want to cover that part of it you know because uh, before i figured myself out and became i guess you could call um call it uh enlightened or awakened mm-hmm. um i was a i was always at the club at one point you know i was always at the uh I was always taking a shot or, you know, or having some kind of liquor or something like that before I realized like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm surrounded by the same people every week. These people, why are these people at the club every week? You know, before I quit it, like cold turkey, like, and I just stopped going. But, um, yeah, I did, I did suffer from like alcoholism and, and, uh, and depression in my early 20s. Um, yeah, so that's that's another book that I have that I'm working on as well. Not right now, you know, but I have the name and like all of that stuff like written down. And uh, yeah, that's another one that I'm that's in my pipeline of of books that I'm gonna be working on. Okay, okay, that sounds fire. I like that idea. I'm, I'm down. Where can I uh, read your blogs or, or find your books? Uh, my books are on Amazon. Um, my books are on Amazon. Uh, I do have to go back and make Heavy as the Head a audiobook. So right now it's available as a uh, as a physical and an ebook. Heavy so it's available as an Huh? Heavy as a head. Yeah, um, I call it that for short because it's a long ass title. I just call it that for short. But it's um, it's called Heavy as the Head for those who wear crowns. Okay. Um, the the entrepreneurial kingdom. 
Uh, David K. Williams is my name. I use my actual name for all of my books. at a couple of David Williams and you said David K. Williams uh, Lions and Wolves yeah. you read that? Uh, that is one of mine that is one of mine All right. um, that is one uh, it should say because I'm not looking at it right now but it right. should say the difference between entrepreneurs and network marketers that's what it should say if it says that then that's one of mine it's one of my books. Um, another one, uh, I don't know if it came up, but another one is um, An Eagle Eye with a Lion's Heart, How Introverts Can Break Barriers. Um, okay. And it's like, yeah. a, it's like a lion's eye, and it has like the American, the American flag behind it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one of mine as well. That was that was my very first. Okay. That was my first. Do you um, um do you do your own audiobooks? Uh I, you know what? I'm getting into that now. Um okay. when I started I didn't. I, I actually found um I use this thing called ACX, uh, which is like Amazon's like premier thing for you know for audiobooks and finding like narrators and things like that okay um so that's what i used for my first two mm-hmm. for my first two books um but now that i've now that i've got some skin in the game and i've got like three or four books under my belt um i do want to take a crack at it myself and do it myself so um, oh. yeah i do have to like i said i do have to go back and make them audio books I found you. I found uh, Heavy as the Head. It was it's under um, David K. Williams the uh, second and Curtis Florence. Yeah, Curtis Florence was the uh, was the editor. He was the editor for my, my last book. So I so I gave him credit. I made okay. sure that I gave him credit because he he edited it. So yeah, okay. he was, okay. was just. I'm with you now. Got so I can see everything now. I will be adding. Um, I'll probably be going and looking at a uh, an Eagle Eye because I've got an Audible subscription and a Kindle subscription. So that's probably where I'll be starting. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, yeah, because. I've gotten better as I go, you know, because I feel like writing is one of those things that you have to do. Um, the formatting for my first book was a little off because I didn't truly understand it. But now that I have the right people around me, like my stuff has gotten 
like more um it's gotten better you know what i'm saying so um i've definitely learned as i went you feel me but the message like the message behind my first one was 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 solid so people i'm not gonna say they overlooked it but they didn't mind the for the format errors you feel me? it was solid um but i've definitely cleaned that up as i went you know as i went i've more books and things like that than writing. So I've made up for that shit. I've made up for not knowing what the fuck I was doing. I feel that. So which one was the first one you wrote? Uh, Eagle. Um, an Eagle Eye with Lion's Heart. That was my very first. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. I think it'll be funny to see the first one. There's always, always beauty in being able to find out and see how somebody um, progresses as an, as an author. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure, man. Um, it's been a ride, I'll tell you that. It's definitely been a ride. It's been a ride. But I love the roller coaster. My seatbelt. I love the roller coaster. But hold on. That's it. Hello. In the writing process, I just heard you speak of uh, giving the editor credit. What, what typically, what's the cost of something like that? You know, I was curious about writing a book. I saw a couple things pop up online. Um, they were saying that it takes about fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars to really put a book out there. I definitely know that's not the case, but. I would just like to hear your uh, your view on it. Yeah, Tone Robin. Um, that is actually not true. That is actually not true. Uh, a lot of my books, well, well, all of my books for that matter, um, haven't really cost me a whole lot to actually come up with. They really haven't. Uh, I know that for my first one, I used Fiverr. Um, and I was able to get my book cover and every and like all the details in it done for like twenty bucks. No, oh, wow. Uh, uh, yeah, for like twenty bucks. And then um, for this last one, I used uh, I used an app on my phone called Canva. I used Canva to come up with my own book cover. So. It really, it could also depend on the route because I went the, I went the self-publishing route, the self-publishing route, and I went strictly through Amazon. So, um, but that, but again, that's because I like to work at my own pace. I don't like to feel like I'm constantly under this pressure of releasing my stuff when other people want me to release it. So, um, mm didn't cost me that much it really didn't it didn't cost me like fifteen thousand uh, dollars it might have it with all of the costs and everything that come with that it might have cost it maybe like two hundred dollars because you got to buy books you got to buy books in bulk and that type of thing so that might add up a little bit but it wasn't twenty thousand not for me um and then the the person who edited my last book um because it took them a while to do it and they were swamped they were swamped with work already um they didn't charge me they didn't charge me anything 
So I don't know. I don't know how much. Um, I do know somebody else charged like $800. Um, it really does. It depends on uh, what relationship you have with the editor. You know what I mean? It, it really does. It depends. Um, and like I said, with this last book that I wrote, because it took him longer than he thought it would to come up with my book and like spice it up and things like that. Um, he didn't hold that against me. So he didn't charge me anything, you know? So, um, so I don't know how much the editor that I'm using right now, uh, charge. I'm not, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Now, once my book that I'm working on now, um, I can give you a better answer, but right now I don't know. Cause he didn't, he didn't charge me because it took him longer than he thought it would to come up with, with my book. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure of the editor that I'm using right now. Um, uh, writer to writer, just be your own editor, be your own editor. That's my advice. I write books too. Hmm. I, I might take that. that. I felt that. I'm my own producer. I don't, I don't uh, know. I don't have anybody like mix and master my um, my poetry for me. I play all my music myself. Uh, it feels good to to be the person that's like 100% the creator of it. Like yeah. To have a breakdown from start to finish it is really good right it's exactly really good. wait I gotta see who suggested that I'm gonna go follow her back um Liz Comedy Liz Comedy Vinny Blanco Dr. Tone hey Rock. Vinny what's up man Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, I might do that moving forward, yo. I might do that. I might just edit my own stuff moving forward. Um, thank you. Thanks for that, Liz. I thought. Um, um, I'm a producer, too. Um, I would call myself that. And uh, producer, editor, director. mother wife you know. so the key to um, editing your work is to write with a pen or um, or a pencil um, and um, okay like my mom was my editor in school but once you get out of school then you have to be your own editor um, and it's just a matter of like crossing words out, erasing words. You can do it on the phone, you can do it on the laptop. So I'm giving you editing advice. No problem. I'm going to check my notifications now. By the way, 11, oh, uh, 11, 10, 30 to 11, 30 is make Liz laugh hour. 1030 to 1130 is make Lewis laugh hour. 
But you know, man, um, I do want to, uh, and I'm putting this out there. Hopefully, in the universe picks it up. But I do want to eventually um, make at least one or two of my books into a movie. Uh, that is oh, one of my wow. plans. Yeah. So, um, so if anybody is hearing this, I want to connect with like directors and producers and that type of thing, and make one of my books into a movie. Um, yeah, so if anybody hears it, please connect with me on Instagram, on here, wherever. Uh, I, I definitely do want to do that. I think that would be super dope. And that would open up more doors, like, to help other people. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that is something that I want to do. That's fair. So you want your book to be made into a movie. So what you should do is contact um, my brother, Alexana. She said her brother's name. Uh, I I think she did. I didn't hear her though. Can you repeat that, or like send it to me on Instagram? If you. Yeah, I was very fast. I lost her. <laughs> In the world, I don't know anything, man. I don't know anything anymore. Every time I get on Instagram, I get worried about this. About my faith in humanity decreases. It's a scary place, the world, you know? It can be, man. Definitely can be. So what do you mean by authors colliding? Like, an author can, everybody can write these days. Um, You just copy and paste. If you don't want to write something, you copy and paste. And there's software to detect if there's plagiarism that takes place. Um, plagiarism is still a thing. The Daily Show is Trevor Noah to host the 2021 Grammys. Trevor Noah is going to host the Grammys. That's cool. Well, what I meant by um, what I meant by colliding is uh, it's not competition, none whatsoever. Um, it was basically just a meeting of the minds because I was I was picking on Sage's brain and he was picking my brain on our writing processes and how we've uh, put our books, come up with you know a spoken word, whatever we have going on, um, and even though we had different different routes of getting here uh, we ended up at the same place even though we took different routes so mm-hmm. so that's what I meant by colliding it was it was more like a meeting of the minds yeah. colliding yeah it is cool thanks Trevor Noah 
Wait, so you spoke to Sage the Poet? Well, isn't Sage the Poet a white guy that wears a blonde wig and a hat over that? What Sage the Poet are you talking about? <laughs> if I could be going Google Sage the Poet, um... If I do it, I, I would get like a biased search result on my on my um, on my thing. But uh, if you Google Sage the Poet without any spaces, let, let me know what you find because I don't think it's going to be a white guy with a blonde wig. I guess <laughs> not me. Um, I don't know. I appreciate that. A meeting of the minds. Is that what the title of your book is? Um, because then it sounds like science fiction or something like that. A sci-fi movie would have a lot of CGI, so if you want it to be made into a movie, you have to think production value, uh, um, sound stages, um, theaters, um, where does your book take place? Where's your book take place? Where is it? Um, Where did it look to a Um. Wait, hold on. Okay, so this is... Alright, I'll change it. Okay, I'm about to Google Sage the Poet. Thank you for that input. Okay. Well, the last book that I was wrote, uh, like I was explaining to Sage here was um, a lot of my books are like really like nonfiction or nonfiction mm-hmm. mostly. Um, but if it had to take place in a location, the theme of my last book was very much um, like a like a castle. It was like a castle Ooh. type thing in my last book uh, because I talk okay. about um, kings, queens, uh, mindset, you know, success, uh, uh, how success is ultimately like a castle. Um, and you need an architect, you need a painter, you need, uh, somebody to come in and do the stairs. You know what I mean? So if I had to choose a location for it, it would be a, like a castle, like a castle type theme of Cause that's what it, that's what the theme was on my last book. So it would be like a castle. What's about? I don't know if you're still here, but she should be here still. I think I think she's here, but she she thought I was a white guy with a blonde wig. <laughs> so I'm gonna give her a second to see. Uh, hopefully that her Google tells her that that's just not the case. You know? Yeah. Hopefully.
Yeah, I feel like you're looking for something. Uh, what you looking for? I'm, I'm just like scrolling on Instagram because I, I guess I guess my FBI agent has been listening to me, and um, I'm getting a lot of ads for like music production, a music promotion and stuff, and and like uh, placement with like companies that do like the sync licensing pictures and things of that nature. So it's just like mm. the browser and then trying to get through the um, the weird posts of like butts flying and <laughs> uh, ignorance happening in stores like TikToks and everything else. So, yeah. you know, it's... Hey, what's up, Dave West? Thanks for stopping by, man. What's up, uh, Sniping Soup? Uh, what's up, Malik? Hey, Say. Good morning. Good morning, I'm, uh, Mellow Superman. How you guys doing? Just be aware, the app is tripping today, and you might get kicked off. I don't know what's going on. Oh, man. Well, I mean, we haven't yet. Um... We haven't yet. We've been on since like 10 o'clock. So I'm glad about that. Um, but I know that yesterday I did get kicked off when I was uh, initially trying to uh, have a talk with uh, with with Pendulce yesterday. It did kick me off. So I'm not sure why it does that. I'm not sure why. But we haven't had that issue though. Yeah, we've been doing fine. I need more ads. Yeah, so- I don't want to look at these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say? So, no, I was just going to ask you, bro. Like, uh, where can I find your uh, your your EP? Because uh, I'm, so- I'm de- always down for new music. So or something new, period, to listen to. So, like, where can I find it? So if you tap my head right here in stereo, right, mm-hmm. and then go down to my podcast link, it'll take you to my solo TO, which is like a link tree for artists. And then um, from there, you'll be able to click whichever server you use. Because some people got titles, some people have Apple Music. I even found out about uh, Napster and Dreaser since going mm-hmm. uh, to do this stuff. So, um, yeah. That's the easiest way for you to get there. Or, I mean, unless you just want to go straight to whatever uh, music streaming service you use and look up Sage the Poet with no spaces. All right, I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check your stuff out, man. Since, um, and I appreciate you just for looking my shit up. Like, oh, I yeah. appreciate oh, you for yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna check out your glue. Uh, yeah, your glue album. I'm gonna check Next it out. Next love. I look forward to listening to your first book. I, pre- I do. I appreciate that. Yeah. Huh. You know what I find? 
I gotta say, uh, what's that? Uh, have you? Uh, I don't know if you've done it, but I know for me, man, I've cried sometimes on my journey because some of the shit oh, that yeah. has happened, good, like good stuff, not bad stuff, but good stuff, man. I've, I've, I've shed some, some, uh, some tears on this shit, man. I, I totally have. Um, because oh, yeah. on my, um, because I have an anchor platform as well outside of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that one, um, my audience is a bit uh, is a bit bigger. Uh, I do have I have a global audience, which I didn't ask for. Um, I didn't ask. For that. I kind of made it. My intentions clear. You feel me? But I wasn't sure how it would manifest, how it would come to me, or anything like that. Um, and that that I've cried like a damn baby a few times. I'm not sure. I've cried like a damn baby a few times. Um, do you have like a moment where you remember, like crying like that? Like tears of joy, not not sadness or pain or nothing like that. Oh, tears but, of joy? No, I haven't gotten there. Yeah. Yet. Oh, you haven't gotten there yet? Oh. <laughs> not at all. Um, once life gets to that point, uh, I'll probably smile more. Yeah. No, no, no worries, bro. I'm just asking. No worries. No worries, fam. Just for one day. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, questions for me? I know we've been kind of going back and forth, picking each other's I'm brains. Trying to think. Do you have any other questions? I'm trying to think. Um. But I don't know if I really want to get to like the topic of like religion and spirituality right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's always a picky subject. Right. That's always a picky subject, man. Because um, I find that people, you know, people that are are so like entrenched in their own religion or beliefs. Sometimes mm-hmm. that they kind of don't even want to hear what you have to like say. Yeah, it's not. It's really like fun. as soon as you question them about it, they're ready to they're ready to go to war with you over that. So, yeah, yeah, I've I've seen some nasty shit happen because of like religion and things like that. So I don't blame you. I try to avoid it my damn self. So I, but doesn't talk about like without question. Oh, no. Have you had breakfast this morning? Uh man, I had a what did I have? I had a, a chicken. I had a chicken and spinach las, lasagna, like salad. Breakfast? Well, not salad, but yeah, for breakfast. I was having one of those moves, man. I was so yeah. Oh. That's what I had for breakfast. Like that sometimes. Um. I understand. What about you? Did, did you eat yet? No, I haven't. I literally woke up to the phone call. So. <laughs> no, nah, but I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, all right, so wrap up because uh, I 
another one for like almost an hour and a half. Uh, where can people find you? Like if they want to look so up your I'm, stuff. I'm available on all streaming platforms. Uh, if you look up Sage the Poet in your search bar or whatever music platform it is that you listen to, no spaces, mm-hmm. you'll find it right there. Um, I've got two EPs that I've released, Carpet Square and Blue. Blue just came out uh, this past Sunday, the 22nd. And Carpet Square was released on well. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for this. I'm glad that we finally uh, had the opportunity to actually connect because I know that we've been, um, it's almost been like six degrees of uh, a separation with us. Um, yes, I feel I'm like we've right. uh, connected with the same people, but haven't actually connected ourselves. So I'm glad that we uh, were able to do this, man, today for sure. I'm super glad. It's been great talking to you, my little Superman. All right, man. You too. Uh, glad I could help. Like, I'm glad that I could help on. Uh, Most definitely. On your yes. journey of, and just getting you to talk about, you know, what you have going on. Like, that's what I'm here for. So, if I could help in any way, by all means, like, let me know. Most Don't be afraid. Let me know. I don't think. No, I won't be. I won't be your friend. Let's go get some food in my system so I don't pass out before the day gets started. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk All to right, you later. Bro, bro.